Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. If you want to be a football player, come and play the field. Break down the ball from man to man. It's all in the back, full of joy with the hands. They play it on a part, that's the only way to win. And when they both are crying, yeah, good on you, Para. You're brave and strong. I think the words are 60s from the Cumberland throat. Good afternoon to you, and thanks for joining us on Higher Ground. Oh, good afternoon, Chris. Look, I was singing along with that with the Eels victory <laughs> song, but none of your listeners want to listen to me uh, belt that out. So I, I, I made sure I stopped by the time you brought me back on. Oh, you could have blended in, mate. It doesn't matter about that. It takes me <laughs> back to 86, 81, 82, 83. But sadly, 60s, it's been a long, long time between drinks. And I don't know that recent uh, performances have filled me with any great confidence that this is going to be the year that that drought is broken. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, that loss last weekend, the uh, the Eels forwards, they were they were really uh, beaten up in the middle. Look, it was a disappointing performance from the forwards from the perspective of not taking the chances because the run meters, the uh, field position and possession all favoured the Eels, but unfortunately, when we got into the opposition's quarter, um, you know, the errors just happened. And if you can't sustain pressure, you can't uh, get across the line if you're not holding on to the footy. And unfortunately, that's where it happened. The, the possession, the completion rate outside of the quarter was excellent. It was about 82%. But mm. once we got down there, it just it just didn't happen. Too many unforced errors down there. The worrying trend for West Tigers for the last decade is uh, they haven't been able to make the finals. And a worrying trend for the Eels recent seasons is is a bit of a fade out at the back end. What are fans uh, thinking? What are they saying? Uh, are they confident, or or are they like me uh, a little bit worried that we might see the same again? Chris, I think it's a mixed bag. You've got, I think there's a natural trend for some Eels supporters. To, be, to take a bit of a negative perspective on things. If you haven't won the competition since 1986, it almost becomes second nature for supporters to fear the worst. I tend to be someone who, in my older age, I'm trying to have that glass half full perspective. So I'm still, I'm still feeling fairly positive about this season. Uh, and I just want to say one thing. Earlier in the year, when the Eels were grinding teams into the ground for wins and and some narrow wins in in amongst it, what they were praised for was for their patience and sticking to the game plan Mm. and wearing teams down. In In this back half of the season, where there's only been a couple of losses by narrow margin at the moment, the Penrith loss and the Canberra loss, again, it was that same sort of grinding win, but because the win wasn't achieved, it was, oh, hang on, you haven't got a plan B. Mm. And yet it was very similar sort of football that's being played. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, can I pose a question to you, Chris? Mm, sure. What? Yeah. 
have you ever heard of a plan B, a team going into a, a match with anything other than their match plan? Like, hey, uh, here's your match plan today, boys. Now here's your plan B if it doesn't work. No, not really. Uh, depending on it, maybe weather conditions might, you might have a plan B up your sleeve, maybe, but no, I mean, you, you know what your game plan is. I, I see Sterlow was a bit yeah. critical uh, during the week of, um, you know, of, of, of the Eels attack. Um, and, and then I, I saw last night Brad Arthur responding saying, well, he's quite happy with how the, the attack is going. Sterlow can have his opinion, but Brad did say what we really need to do and what we haven't been doing is is icing those opportunities. When we when we get in try-scoring situations, uh, like the good, good teams, we need to we need to do better. And And that's really what I was getting at before in terms of, Getting the field position, but not executing as it should as it should be done. Don't get me wrong. There's you could look at how they played against the Gold Coast as compared to how they played against uh, the Raiders, and admittedly it's different opposition. But because it was different opposition, you had players executing differently. You had the you had the forwards linking as they were as they were um, carting the ball upfield. So it wasn't just run out football. They're looking for their supports running beside them. Um, you didn't see enough for that, I don't think, against the Raiders. Mm. So they're going in with a fairly similar game plan, but the players aren't executing the game plan as it's as it's been set out for them. Well, they're missing a few players, aren't they, the Roosters? Um, uh, would you agree there's more pressure on, on you boys tonight? Look, I don't think you're going to ever escape pressure if you're the Parramatta team because I think the media puts a little bit of pressure on. The, our own supporters put pressure on the team. But if you're, I mean, imagine being the Roosters, and we all know how many players that they've got out. But when you've got a back line that's still got Tedesco, Tupu, Morris, Manu, and Walker, and then you've got the forwards like Jared, Weir Hargraves, Verrills, Liu, Crichton, Tupanua, mm-hmm. Radley, and Tucky Aho has to start off the bench. Sounds all right to me. How, how, many, how, many, <laughs> how many teams would love to have that roster running out? And yeah, we know they've got players out, but any anyone that thinks... I, I can't believe that Parramatta are the level of favourites in betting that they are for this match. There's absolutely no mm. no punting value in in the match this week because you know the Roosters that's a that's a strong lineup even without their uh, some of their stars there. So mm. uh, it's going to be a tough contest. I, I've got no doubt about that. No, you're right. They've got plenty of depth, haven't they? And, and they always really have had a lot of depth. All right, your prediction then tonight, sixties. Um, what, what do you think will happen? Look, I think it's going to be uh, not too dissimilar to the match in round nine, where uh, the Eels won thirty-one to eighteen. It was, it had its controversial moments with the Dylan Brown incident that happened in it. But apart from that, Parramatta played that same game where they dominated possession and territory, and the that scoreline of thirty-one eighteen, I thought it flattered the Roosters a little bit. I think if they play a similar uh, strangling sort of game that they are capable of through their forwards, that uh, it will be a reasonably similar scoreline. I'm, I'm going to go for something like 28 to uh, 14 to the Eels. Mm, okay, and Dylan Brown and Drew Hutchinson both playing, so uh, I'm sure there's no animosity there, and I know they patched things up after that last incident which you referred to. Mate, let's rewind the clock. And on Fox Sports, they're, they're going back in time, aren't they? Retro round. Uh, one player, one Eels player you can draw back and throw into your squad from the 80s or 90s. You can have them now. Who will it be? Well, first of all, I'm sitting in my 86 retro jersey right now. And in James, light of that, James Hardy on front? 
Uh, yeah, yep. absolutely. I've got the one. Bottom too. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've, uh, I, I would, I can't go past. In spite of all the players that are there, all the stars that are there in the in the Eels '80s team, I can't go past Ray Price. Okay. It, there, there is. If I could throw him into that Parramatta team right now, with the level of mongrel, his determination to win, his never say die attitude. I reckon that'd just about get the Eels across the line in every game. All that right, they play. Mr. Perpetual Motion. He comes in for the uh, final six rounds in the finals. And what do you miss most from the eighties or nineties? Finally, mate, we've got to get to the news shortly. Eighties and nineties. What could you have back in the game? What would it be? Uh, well, Parramatta winning a comp uh, for a start. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but in terms, yes. of, <laughs> uh, in terms of the game, how how about no six agains? Yeah, no right. six again rule. All right. I, I know I'll be controversial and uh, and you know get stuck into a current rule I don't like, but that that's what I'd I'd love to I'd love to have back. All right, mate. Thanks for jumping on the line, and you can see uh, more of what Sixties writes uh, at the Cumberland Throw. Is that dot com? Is it dot com or dot com au? And you've also got your podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's dot com. We're an online magazine, but uh, not really a forum. We do get comments on there from our readers, but we are an online magazine with about eight or nine dedicated writers. So yeah, please everyone uh, www.thecumberlandthrow.com, and uh, we'd we'd love to have you popping on there, all Parramatta supporters, and having a read. Great stuff, Sixties. Thanks, mate, for joining us on Higher Ground. We'll do it again soon. Cheers. There is 60s from the Cumberland Throw, and with a name like that, uh, not surprising uh, that Ray Price is the man that he chooses to bring back from the 80s.